We'll still need a few more seconds. Sorry for the delay. Chair, we are live. Okay, thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the meeting of um, the Civil Service Board. It's Monday, January 30th, and Happy New Year to everyone. Um, let's see, excuse me, I just wanted, okay. Um, thank you, uh, Mr. Clerk. Will you, um, will everyone please unmute and turn on their videos? And um, Mr. Clerk, will you please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Gonzalez Kabotic. Present. Commissioner Mayola. Commissioner Miola. Present. Vice Chair Amen. Um, okay. Vice Chair Amanfor. Present. And Chair Bird. Present. Thank you. We have a quorum. Excellent. So um, I'm noticed I'm noting that we usually have five members. Did somebody leave us? I believe so. Give me one moment. Chair, uh, previous commissioner, Shalane Hunter, uh, her term expired on December 31st um, The uh, on seat E. Uh, seat E is currently um, uh, open for applications and they're being reviewed. Oh, great, thank you for letting us know. I didn't realize her, her term had expired. Okay, um, all right. So this meeting is virtual via Zoom. For members of the public who wish to join, please refer to the agenda on, for the Zoom link. Once you've joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand, um, which is a little icon down at the bottom to provide public comment um, when I confirm the public comment speaking period for your desire, desired item. If you're online, click on raise hand on the bottom of your screen. In the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. If you're calling in via telephone, to raise your hand, dial star nine. Then to mute or unmute, dial star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on. We will now proceed with today's agenda. And uh, just as a note, do we have anyone in the public comment in the waiting room at this point? Thank you, Chair. Uh, we do have members of the public uh, attending the meeting virtually. Okay, thank you. Um, so let's start with the land acknowledgement and Pledge of Allegiance. Um, if you are able, please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous peoples and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisanan people, the Southern Maidu Valley and Plains Miwok, Patuan Winton peoples and the people of the Winton Rancheria, Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe, 
May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions and lives. Thank you. If you're able, please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Our first business today is approval of the consent calendar. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this consent calendar? Thank you, Chair. I have no hands raised. Okay, I actually have one question about item two on the consent calendar. Um, it's, I don't it's, have a need to separate the two items from consent. Um, although if asking a question necessitates the need to separate, then I guess we need to separate. Thank you, Chair. I believe you can do uh, both items on the consent calendar in one motion, but I will defer to, um, to staff. Um, well, actually, yes, I'm aware that we could do both in one motion. My question is, because I have a question as to one of the items on the consent calendar, um, can I ask that question before we still go ahead and lump the two together, or do we need to, because I want to ask that question, thereby have discussion, do we need to remove it from the consent calendar so that I can ask my question, just as a matter of process? Thank you for clarifying, Chair. Yes, I believe we should separate the two. Okay, perfect. Then let's um, vote on the consent calendar item one, which is approval of minutes. Move approval. Commissioner okay. Miola. Do I have a second? I second. Thank you. Clerk, please call the roll on item one of the consent calendar. Thank you, Chair. To confirm, that was Commissioner Kabotic who seconded that? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Gonzalez Kabotic. Aye. Commissioner Miola. Aye. Vice Chair Almanfor. Aye. And Chair Bird. Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Um, so I'm not sure who can answer this question, but my question on item two of the consent calendar is: I guess I'm wondering what the practical effect is of making these changes. Is it really just that? these two positions used to be lumped together for purposes of salaries and benefits, or can someone explain what, what was the need to, to have these separated out? Um, hi, my name is Jennifer Wilkinson. I'm a senior personal anal analyst in ECD. Um, regarding the new classifications for the Sacramento Fire Emergency Medical Technician EMT and the Sacramento Fire Paramedic classifications, um, currently the the role is filled by the firefighter and fire engineer suppression classifications. They also have to have either the EMT or the paramedic certification, and they respond to those type of calls. Um, there is a need to have specifically just the EMT and the paramedic services, not necessarily the fire suppression. And so this has been an ongoing conversation with local 522 um, in regard to the single role program to establish this um, like career path um, and series for just the medical services portion of that. And so that's so single, role, single role means just they have that one, you have one job, <laughs> you have that one thing you're supposed to be doing instead of being expected to fill in, let's say, or, or cross train or do something else that's they're pretty much they're sort of siloing jobs at this point. 
Correct. Yes. These these classifications will not be responsible for responding to fire um, suppression or um, um, firefighting type of services. So they would not necessarily, um, or they, they are not going to be the firefighter, fire engineer, fire captain roles. They are just going to be re responding to the medical services portion. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Um, if there are no other questions, um, we can call the roll on this item. I think you need a motion for approval. Uh, yes, I do. Thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> Move approval. Miola again. And the African is second. Thank you. Please call the roll. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Gonzalez Kabotic? Aye. Commissioner Mayola? Aye. Commissioner Amanfour? Aye. And Chair Bird? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Okay, thank you. Um, let's go to the discussion calendar. We have item number three appeal the disqualification of Johnny Holmes from the park maintenance worker recruitment. Um, is Mr. Holmes here? Chair Bird, we're trying to make sure that the people um, need to be on the call from staff. Would you give us a couple minutes to make sure everybody on this item is included in the meeting? Absolutely. Thank you. Or if it's helpful, we can also go to one of the other items on the discussion calendar and circle back either way. If you could just give me one more minute, Chair. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. We should be good now. OK, great. Um, is Mr. Holmes uh, available? Has he been duly no notified and is he uh, present? Mr. Holmes has been duly notified and indicated that uh, Mr. Holmes would attend. However, I do not see Mr. Holmes on the meeting. Clerk, do you see Mr. Holmes on the meeting? No, I do not see Mr. Holmes uh, in, the, uh, in the attendees pool here. Uh, what is the will of the board? Do we want to proceed? Do we want to make attempt to reach him at this time? Do we want to, um, you know, move forward? What What do folks want to do? Um, through the chair, um, I suggest we, since we have other matters on the calendar or on the agenda, perhaps we could pass this to the end of the agenda to see whether or not um, the appellant does decide to join us this afternoon. That's fine with me. Um, so I without agree. objection, I'm sorry, go ahead. I agree with that plan. Okay. Uh, without objection, let's move forward and maybe, um, I, I guess my, one of my questions is, should we have staff try to actively pursue Mr. Holmes coming on or since he's already been notified, just let him 
you know, do we want staff to do anything while we're waiting is I guess what I'm asking for the um, members input. I think we just wait since he's been notified. Okay, great. Chair Bird, this is Cynthia again. I just wanted to let you know that all the appellants have been noticed and they have all acknowledged the notification, um, but we have reached out several times and we do not see the appellants on the, um, the list. Okay, so is that gonna be true for all four of them then? Uh, or three, I'm sorry, three, um, Ms. Zink, Mr. Malagin. This is Jacob Redberg, uh, clerking this meeting. Um, Yes, I do not see any of the appellants uh, listed in the uh, attendee pool currently. Okay. So with that knowledge, um, what's the will of the board? Should we just proceed in order, given that we, everyone should know to, you know, they, they all had the agenda, they were all noticed. Shall we just proceed with number three or what's the will of the committee? I don't want anybody to feel like they've been, you know, railroaded. No, I agree. We should just proceed then. Okay, uh, any objection from any other board member? All right, let's move forward then. Let's uh, go ahead and deal with um, item number three on the discussion calendar. Um, can staff please present? Good afternoon, board members. I am Sophia Ramirez, the personnel analyst with the Human Resources Department. Today, I will be presenting the appeal of the disqualification of Johnny Holmes from the Park Maintenance Worker Recruitment. On September 30th, 2022, Johnny Holmes applied for the Park Maintenance Worker job posting and was invited to attend the performance exam on December 7th, 2022. On December 13th, 2022, due to a clerical error, appellant Holmes received a notice of disqualification stating they did not attend the examination. On December 19th, 2022, Appellant Holmes received a revised notice stating the prior disqualification notice was sent in error. However, they were not successful in the examination process and was disqualified. On December 19th, 2022, Appellant Holmes submitted an appeal response to the disqualification citing Civil Service Board Rule 4.10 C2, improper procedure in the administration of the test. Appellant Holmes' appeal states in part, I am appealing this finding under Section 2 of Civil Service Rule 4.10 that the improper procedure in the administration of this test. I was present for the test and took the test. I have been working for YPSI in part for the last six months, and I would like a chance for a permanent position. The city contends the qualification and evaluation standards prescribed for the classification were correctly applied to appellant homes in alignment with the standards stated in the job posting and in, in, in the administration of the examination. For clarification, the appellant was erroneously sent a notice stating they did not attend the examination. The city acknowledges that appellant homes was present and completed the examination for the park maintenance worker. The appellant was disqualified for not obtaining a passing score on the examination. This disqualification is in alignment with CSB Rule 4.3a, which states, the director has the authority to disqualify applicants, candidates, or eligibles consistent with the provisions of these rules. The following shall constitute grounds 
for disqualification of an appellant, candidate, or eligible. Failure to meet any of the requirements or qualifications established for the examination as published in the announcement. The minimum pass point for the examination was established during the examination development process. The director shall set minimum qualifying ratings for each phase of the examination and shall provide that all candidates failing to achieve such ratings in any phase shall be disqualified from any further participation in the examination. The director shall set minimum qualifying ratings in accordance with the director's normal practices, which shall be in compliance with state and federal law. And persistent to CSB Rule 5.3e, due to appellant homes failure to meet the qualifications established for the examination, the city is unable to certify appellant homes for placement on the eligible list. These lists consist of eligibles who, are, who have successfully completed the examination. Appellant homes will have the ability to reapply for an opportunity to re retest when this classification is recruited for again. The city strives to ensure the qualification and evaluation standards prescribed for recruitment processes and practices are correctly con and consistently applied to all applicants. Based on Appellant Homes examination results, Appellant Homes did not obtain a passing score on the examination for this classification. The city recommends that the Civil Service Board deny Johnny Holmes' appeal and adopt the director's decision of disqualification of Johnny Holmes from the Park Maintenance Worker Recruitment in accordance with Civil Service Board Rule 4.11C6. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Ms. Ramirez. Are yes. there any questions from members of the board? I have a question. Um, what was the minimum passing percentage? So the minimum passing um, for this exam, we actually do not state what the minimum would be, um, but that is something that we could go over with the um, applicants themselves. Because they received the notification, right, that they didn't meet the exam. Yes. Qualifications. So, I just didn't see it in the packet, um, but I so might have missed it. They um, received a notice stating one, which was an error that they were not present at the exam. And then um, we resent another notice to the applicant saying that it was an error. They were in fact at the exam, but they did not pass the actual examination in order to move forward. I think it would be helpful for him to, to know what his, um, what his score was or what percentage was because of the confusion, okay. the original notice, and then um, and then not passing the exam. Yeah, that's understandable. We could always reach back out to the um, candidate. Hi, this is Jennifer Wilkinson again, um, senior personal analyst. I did also want to add on um, the notice that was sent to the candidate, um, the original incorrect one, and then the corrective one. Um, they are attachments to this report. They're attachments six and seven. And then the personal technician that was handling this recruitment actually spoke to this appellant to clarify as well the correct reason for the disqualification. So the appellant was informed um, even prior to this report that what the real reason was for the disqualification. Um, we also do not list what the um, 
pass point is on the examination, um, but it is predetermined. Um, but so we don't ever tell any of the candidates you passed with this percent or you or you failed with this percent. We just let them know that they passed or failed the examination. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, I would agree with Member Gonzalez Kabatic that um, it would. I, I didn't see because what we have in our packet was a response by the appellant to um, the department, the city. I'm sorry, um, only relevant to the first, the initial communication about not you know the erroneous one. I didn't see a response by appellant to the corrected reason why he was disqualified um, if there had been anything in writing there. So did, did he submit something in writing to the city disputing his disqualification on the actual grounds? Uh, no, no. sorry. <laughs> the um, response from the appellant was um, the one that you see in the packet and that was the only response. That response came after the second notice was sent stating that they did not pass the exam. Right, okay. Other questions from members? Chair, this is Cynthia again. I'm sorry, can I ask for just a moment, please, to confer with staff on something? Sure. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Chair. I appreciate it. We're good to go. Okay, great. Um, are we ready for a motion on this um, item number? Uh, if, if I don't hear any other um, questions or comments, uh, let's proceed with the motion on this item. Chair, I do see a hand raised for public comment. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Can you, um, I'm, thank you for monitoring that because I'm not necessarily going to notice those things. Um, so yes, can, please, um, please identify yourself and go ahead and give your comment. Thank you, Chair. I have only one hand up for public comments. Uh, Dan, I'm going to allow you to speak now. Uh, hi. Hello. Uh, sorry, this is my first time showing up to one of these, so forgive me if I don't really know the procedure. Um, Welcome, Dan. I had, yeah, hi. Uh, I was I was wondering. Um, so it said you didn't. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to speak to your deliberation process, but um, I was wondering. Uh, so it says you don't have to disclose um, the score they got, whether they passed or failed, right? Does that mean that the minimum to pass changes over time, and like you don't want to disclose that? Does that make sense? Does staff have a response? Oh, I'm sorry. This is comment period. Oh, uh, so do I just do I just wait until like the time runs out? You can out leave your then... you can make your comment, and then if a member chooses to follow up, or if we want further discussion, but it's not a an interactive um, <laughs> question and answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. Uh, well, I guess that's it. That's all. Because I just, I was just wondering, like you know, um, like if the if the minimum changes, right? 
um, to pass this test, right? And you don't disclose like the score, right? It just that that just feels a little, for lack of a better word, shady to me. That's all. All right, uh, that's my comment. Thank you for your comment. Um, any further comments or questions from the board, from board members? Hi, um, perhaps we could get an answer to that question. I assume that the minimum score does not change unless there's some um, uh, reason for that change, if you will, um, but not applied. But I assume it's the same as applied to every applicant. Is that correct, staff? Hi, yes, it is. So all of our exams are have predetermined passing scores and they are set um, as is. So we would not, um, that is not the reason that we do not give out a passing score to um, applicants during the uh, performance exam process, but they are set predetermined. But are they somewhere publicly disclosed as in if I'm an applicant and I'm taking this exam, does it say somewhere on this, you know, you must receive a score of 70 in order to pass or something like that? On the, does it say it anywhere? Not for the performance exam, but I believe on the online exams, those would be stated. But this um, appeal is solely for a performance exam. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Also to add on to what um, the other chair member asked, yes, all of the, it would be consistent through all of the candidates, they all would have received the same scoring criteria. Okay, thank you. Are there other um, questions or comments on this item number? Then um, I will entertain a motion. Commissioner Miola moves approval of the recommendation. So if, if you don't mind, um, we need to weigh the formal rules and adopt adopt the director's findings <laughs> do you i don't want to tell you what, how to move but <laughs> if you could <laughs> no problem i'm just pulling up uh, going back to the top of the agenda um yeah. uh commissioner Mariola moves that we pass a motion uh waiving formal rules for conducting the hearing pursuant to the civil service board rule for uh sub 11 sub c sub 7 and adopting the director's findings, determination, and decision of disqualification in the appeal of Johnny Holmes from the Park Maintenance Worker Recruitment pursuant to Civil Service Board Rule 4.11C6. Thank you. Do I have a second? I'll second. All right. Uh, clerk, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Gonzalez Kabotic? Aye. Commissioner Miola? Aye. Vice Chair Amanfor? Aye. And Chair Bird? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Discussion item number four. Do we have a presentation from staff? Good afternoon, board members. I am Kim Guinan, personal analyst in the Employment Classification and Development Division of the City of Sacramento's. Human Resources Department, I will be presenting the appeal of a disqualification of Holly Zink from the Program Supervisor Older Adults Recruitment. A job announcement for Program Supervisor Older Adults posted on October 23rd, 2022. On October 28th, 2022, Holly Zink 
Appellant Zink submitted a timely application for the posting. On November 10, 2022, Appellant Zink received a notice of disqualification stating they did not pass the stated qualifications under the experience and education portion of the job announcement. On November 21st, 2022, Appellant Zink submitted an appeal response to the disqualification citing Silver, Civil Service Board Rule 4.10C1 erroneous interpretation on or application of the qualification standards prescribed for the classification. Appellant Zink's appeal states in part, my application shows my supervisory experience with the City of Sacramento with Triple R, which is an adult day program licensed by the state of California. Prior to Triple R, I had five years supervisor experience at a California state licensed daycare as stated in my application. The city contends the qualification standards um, prescribed for the classification were correctly applied to appellant zinc, and they do not meet the qualification standards as stated in the job announcement. The minimum qualifications for the classification that appellant zinc applied to are as follows. Two years of experience developing and implementing community neighborhood or facility-based programs, which included responsibilities such as organizing and providing general guidance over react recreation, education, wellness, social service, and community programs and special events for older adults, and a bachelor's degree from an accredited college or university with coursework in gerontology, therapeutic recreation, social work, or a closely related field, or additional qualifying experience may substitute for education on a year-for-year basis. The city interprets and consistently applies the minimum qualifications to mean two years of experience developing and implementing community, neighborhood, or facility-based programs, which included responsibilities such as organizing and providing general guidance over recreation for older adults, education for older adults, wellness for older adults, social service and community programs for older adults, and special events for older adults, and a bachelor's degree from an accredited college or university with coursework in gerontology, therapeutic recreation, social work, or a closely related field. Three years of the required experience and 90 semester or 135 quarter units of the required education. Four years of the required experience and 60 semester or 90 quarter units of the required education five years of the required experience and 30 semester or 45 quarter units of the required education or six years of the required experience and no education. Appellant Zink's response to the education confirmation supplemental question on their application indicated that they had no units from an accredited college or university. Therefore, therefore, Appellant Zink would need six years of the required experience to meet the minimum qualifications. Appellant Zink's experience as a program coordinator and out-of-class program coordinator for the Triple R Adult Daycare Program were applied to the required experience needed to meet minimum qualifications. However, the experience fell short of the six years requirement. Appellant Zink only had 5.33 years of qualifying experience as of the final filing date. 
Appellant Zinc stated that their daycare work experience listed on the application provides the required experience to meet the minimum qualifications. However, this work experience does not suffice to meet the minimum qualifications for this classification. The job duties for this work experience stated care was provided for infants through school-aged children. This work experience lacks the required older adult specificity. Based on the work experience provided on the application, Appellant Zinc failed to demonstrate they met the minimum qualifications for the classification. The same evaluation standards prescribed for the classification were applied to all applicants, and the city recommends the Civil Service Board deny Holly Zinc's appeal and adopt the director's decision to disqualify Appellant Zinc from the program a supervisor older adults recruitment pursuant to civil service board rule 4.11 C6. Thank you. Thank you. And just to follow up again, uh, Ms. Zink is not present. Is that correct? That, that is correct. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, questions or comments from board members? Okay, hearing and seeing none. And if I if I don't see you, please yell out <laughs> um, if I'm over overlooking someone. Otherwise, um, I will entertain a motion. Sorry, I'm for Sorry to interrupt. Um, I do not have any hands up for public comment. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, hi, man, for a uh, motion to waive formal rules and adopting the director's findings. Do I have to say the whole thing or can I just? I think you're probably good. I yeah. So motion to waive informal rules and adopt the director's findings. Thank you. Is there a second? I second. Please call the roll. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Gonzalez Kabotic. Aye. Commissioner Mayola. Aye. Vice Chair Amanpour. Aye. And Chair Bird. Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Item number five. Hi, Chairs. This is um, Deputy City Attorney Andrea Anderson. Just um, on the motion, you could also say um, move the recommendation if you don't want to say the entire. Oh, right. I see that. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Are you doing okay? You sound like you're you have a cold. I am getting over a strep throat for the last three weeks. Oh, yay. <laughs> good, actually. Right, we, we wish you good health. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Um, okay, item number five, uh, staff presentation, please. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm Ben Wilson, personnel analyst with the Human Resources Department. Um, today, I'll be presenting on the appeal of the disqualification for Igor, Igor uh, Maligan um, for the assistant architect recruitment. Uh, on September 6, 2022, uh, Igor Maligan uh, submitted a timely application uh, for the assistant architect posting. On October 4, uh, 2022, uh, appellant Maligan received a notice of disqualification uh, stating that they were not successful in the examination process. Uh, on October 5th, uh, appellant Maligan uh, submitted an appeal response uh, to the disqualification, disqualification citing Civil Service Board Rule 4.10C1 or 4.10C1. 
Um, an appellant Maligan stated uh, in part, I do not agree uh, that I have not, uh, I do not agree that I have not passed the examination per one erroneous interpretation of application or quali of qualification standards prescribed for the classification. The questions are tricky, unclear, and my selections were wrong due to that. The city contends the qualifications and evaluation standards prescribed for the classification were correctly applied to appellant Maligan in alignment with standards stated in the job posting and in the administration of the examination. Uh, for clarification, uh, given the issue raised by appellant Maligan, the rule cited in the appeal should be CSB rule 4.10 C2, uh, improper procedure in the administration of the test, not CSB rule 4.1 C1. Um, Human Resources works closely with subject matter experts who are familiar with the recruitments and responsibilities of the, the sorry, the requirements and uh, responsibilities of the classifications to develop the examination. The examination was a training and experience examination inquiring about the evaluating, <laughs> inquiring about and evaluating for training and experience relevant to the knowledge and abilities for the classification as identified in the classification specification. The published job announcement stated the qualification standards and examination procedures required for a successful completion of the recruitment process. The questions in the examination and corresponding response options were written in a manner free from technical jargon and intended for a general audience to read and understand and be accessible to all applicants. The questions format is standard language used for all training and experience examinations. <clears throat> Excuse me. To CSB Rule 5.3E, due to Appellant Maligan's failure to meet the qualifications established for the examination, the city was unable to certify Appellant Maligan for placement on the eligible list. However, Appellant Maligan will have the ability to retest when the classification is recruited for again. Recruitments are conducted on an as-need basis based on department operational needs. The same evaluation standards were prescribed for the examination were applied to all applicants. The city recommends that the Civil Service Board deny it Appellant Maligan's appeal and affirm the director's disqualification for Igor Maligan for the assistant architect recruitment pursuant to Civil Service Board Rule 4.10. Thank you. Any questions or comments from board members? This is a, um, sorry, I have a question. This is an online exam. It's actually handled at the end of the application process. They answer oh. a series of questions at the end of the application. Oh, okay. So they would know, um, is this one of those performance type tests where they would, they wouldn't know the percentage or? Uh, our, our, we don't release those because they're confidential in nature in the exam process. Um, and that's per civil service rule, like 14.4. Thank you. Um, may I, this sounded a bit familiar to me. Was this a holdover from last meeting? Yes, that's, that's correct. Okay. And um, the appellant still has not shown, uh, shown his presence. Appellant was notified and indicated that they may not be here today. Okay. This is the clerk on this meeting. Uh, I can confirm that they are not in the attendee pool. Great. Thank you. Any other questions or comments from board members? Okay, if not, I'll entertain a motion. And Chair, just to confirm, I have no hands raised for public comment. 
Thank you. Hey, this is uh, Commissioner Kabatic, and I make a motion to move the recommendation. Is that right? Yeah, adopt the recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> or I can read it. I think that's I think it's efficient. Thank you. Thank okay, you. Perfect. We're, we're gonna get more efficient at all of this eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it's after the holidays. I mean what a kind of hard <laughs> get back in the game. Right. Uh, okay, great. We have a, a motion and I need a second, please. Thank you. Clerk, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Gonzalez Cabotic. Aye. Commissioner Mayola. Aye. Vice Chair Amanfor. Aye. And Chair Bird. Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Item number six is election of a chairperson and vice chair for the 2023 calendar year. Um, do we have, would, would anyone like to put themselves forward for, um, let's start with the vice chair position. No, but um, I think, can we nominate or not yet? Absolutely. Okay, I definitely would like to nominate um, Catherine. For vice chair? Uh, for, for chair, vice chair, whichever one. <laughs> I've always, I think I believe that it's, um, um, it's important to, you know, have different people try different roles. So um, I'm definitely fine with not being vice chair. I definitely... I have other, I have a chair for other, another commission. So, uh, but I definitely would, um, I think it's important for us to, you know, see if it's possible for everyone to have an opportunity for. Yeah, I agree. Let's, Pat, let's share, share their wealth. Yeah. But I mean, you're doing great. <laughs> it's, just, it's awesome. But yeah, I definitely would like to uh, nominate Catherine. Okay. If she would accept the nomination. Yes, I would accept the nomination for vice chair. I would like to nominate uh, Commissioner Emman for, for, and I apologize for mispronouncing your name, for chair for 2023. If you would accept. As I would humbly uh, decline. <laughs> Thank you for that. I definitely would humbly decline. Um, if it's Bird or Joy, definitely feel free. I nominate both Bird and Joy. <laughs> <laughs> My internet is really spotty. I'm going to nominate um, board member Miola for chair. Okay. Um, chair Bird, would you like to um, be vice chair or would you prefer to remain as chair, which I would totally be supportive of? You know, I have no um you know i it, i'm i'm fine either way but i absolutely agree that i would love to have other you know people i'd love to rotate uh, this position to other folks just for the experience and um you know i i <laughs> i don't need to wield the gavel the whole time so um happy to beg out and just be a regular board member and have miss you know have um member gonzalez cabatic step up and have the two of you you know uh, have some experience here too. So, um, you know, I, <laughs> whatever is the will of the of the board, um, I it doesn't matter to me. So I guess each of us needs to be specific in what we're we're asking for. Um, it sounds like we have a nomination for 
different people for different roles. Um, maybe we should see what <laughs> what are members willing to uh, accept the nomination for. Um, Ms. Member Miola, you've been nominated now for both positions. Did you want to accept for one or the other or both? Um, put your name in the hat. What? Yes, I'll accept for both. Okay, perfect. Uh, Member Gonzalez-Kabatic, um, I guess I am going to submit you to be uh, nominated for vice chair. Is that something you would accept? Um. Yay, I will accept. Vice chair? Vice chair. You, okay. Okay, so maybe um, I will make a motion for um, Member Miola to be our um, chair and Member Gonzalez Cabatic to be our vice chair. Um, that, so I'm going to make that motion. And if I can have a second on that motion, and if that doesn't, if that fails, we'll go to a different motion. Yes, I'm uh, for uh, second the motion. Okay, let's take a um, roll call on that motion. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Gonzalez Kabotic? Aye. Commissioner Miola? Aye. Vice Chair Amanpour? Aye. And Chair Bird? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Yay, congratulations, both of you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, it comes with a huge raise, salary raise, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're, you're just That's so exciting. everyone is clear, I'm well aware that you're joking on the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that's the expectation now, right? Right, right, right. Um, okay, thank you. I do, uh, does anyone have any um, comments on the next item on our agenda? comments or in, input on, about anything. Yeah, just a clarification, if we could just, um, the date that we're returning to in-person, I believe is either next month or March. I just cannot recall. And if staff could assist, that would be wonderful. Hi, this is Jacob Bradberg clerking this meeting. Um, the current plan is for March. Um, the specific dates, we'll, we'll let you all know uh, when those are set in stone. Okay, thank you. Um, I have a question about training. It's something I had raised via email to staff, just in general, that the commissioner's handbook mentions that we're supposed to have. Um, there's, and I put in quotes, legal training. There's a, a training that's specified that specifically, it typically takes place during a commission meeting. Um, and I have not ever experienced that training. And I was just wondering, and then I, I did receive a response from staff saying that yes trainings are in the works and things um you know there there are some things that we uh, in addition to the ethics training that we're supposed to take um that are you know required and so i guess i wanted to just follow up to see um what the status of those kinds of trainings are Uh, good afternoon, Chair. My name is Mindy Cuppy, your city clerk, and I can speak to that question. Um, so there is um, sexual harassment training and ethics training that are required of commissions, um, but we're also working on um, training such as the Brown Act that we will be presenting um, in, at a commission meeting, and I expect that probably at summertime. Okay, thank you. Um, any other questions, comments for today? 
from anybody? And are there any other public members of the public uh, who have uh, indicated comments? Thank you, Chair. I currently have no hands raised for public comment. Okay, um, with that, then I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. Or I um, guess, can I just call for adjournment? Do we, I don't think we have to have a motion, do we? Uh, it's so moved if we do need one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And Sorry. just to, and I just want to clarify uh, my, my license a man for uh, just to help. Uh, it's a man for. Thank you. A man you. for. Yes. Like a man for the job, a man for, yes, a man for the people. For all seasons. Uh, a man for Sacramento. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. All right, um, any other discussion, comments? Then I will graciously pass the gavel and look forward to seeing you all next month. Thank you very Good much. Bye, Thank everyone. you, take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.